previously on the Natural Lifestyles podcast. The juice ain't worth the squeeze. This phrase is almost exclusively used in relationship to the art of learning how to approach women. The way I see it is you kind of need to learn it one way or another because the alternative is black pill doomerism or being an incel and committing to that as an ideology. I'm not here to shame or make fun of anyone who doesn't have much sexual or any sexual experience. Incels are brought up in disdainful ways and I don't perceive that at all. I see that there are people who have massive advantages and massive disadvantages. There are people who lucked into being in social scenes or having mentorship, which meant that they learned how to do this. And for many men, that doesn't happen because of isolation, because of the fact that they were shy, because they didn't have any older brothers to show them or older sisters or women in their life in general to get used to being around women. I think it's unhelpful to blame these kinds of things on one big monolithic cause. The most common one being talked about here is feminism. You know, just like this one word that covers all the ills and all the problems that men face is because of this massive power of the feminist movement. I think this is quite reductive and doesn't take into account many of the other factors that have changed societies and changed dating societies, adjusting and becoming far more insular, atomized, so that we don't have such links to community, going out to parties, being part of community events, having extended networks where historically most people met their partners. But the realities are, it's not that the, you know, the juice ain't worth the squeeze. It's just that the squeeze has changed to what we have to do in order to be able to be competent, to be able to get dates, to be able to get a girlfriend. Or if you're then, okay, we have to adjust and shift our squeezing techniques as the times change. And if we don't, then what are you left with? You're left with a statement that is, I would say, a victim statement and one that just allows you to bow out of the race, right? It's not worth the effort because the Chads and the Stacys, because everything's stacked against you, because there is this this massive disparity in, let's say, sexual wealth, where there are people who are, you know, born with their daddy and mummy's good genes, so they're super hot or jacked or tall or of a particular race, which is deemed to be more attractive than others and so on. And so, you know, there's certain advantages that the Chads and the Stacys have over the normies. The problem with the idea that, you know, Chads or the alphas or whatever are hoarding all the sex presumes that there is a finite amount of sex uh, when that may not be the case. She may be sleeping with several of those types of guys. She may be having a, like, easing into a more serious relationship with a guy whilst keeping her side piece until the last possible moment. Welcome to the Natural Lifestyles podcast with your hosts, James Marshall and Liam McRae, where we will be diving deep into the issues of modern masculinity, seduction, dating, lifestyle design, sexuality, psychedelics, you name it. This is the Natural Lifestyles podcast. So the squeeze when it comes to seduction is going to be unfair. Some men will have to work much harder than others in order to get similar results. But if you don't work at all and you don't, if you back out of the race and just go, all right, 80-20 principle, Chad's get all the chicks, it's unfair, women are somehow broken and twisted and because of feminism slash Instagram slash whatever causes you want to put together and therefore I'm going to go my own way. This is like, for most men, this does not work. Most humans are not asexual. Like there are, I guess there are probably some small percentage of the population that really doesn't have an interest in sex or intimacy. And that's kind of hardwired into them maybe, or it's a result of certain traumas or certain religious practices, for example, like, you know, there's certain people who choose to be celibate for certain reasons, but the vast majority of men and women, this doesn't work. And it's, and again, it's not like, oh, you can choose to do the sex hobby or find another hobby. No, this one is intrinsic to humans. It's the thing that 
you know, gets men up in the morning and wants them to make, make them go out and conquer and hunt and survive and thrive and prove themselves and build wonderful things and build awful things often as well. You know, all, all of that is in some way connected to our sex drive, the need to procreate, to bond, to love, to feel our physical member inside somebody else's body and the, the incredible feelings that can be uh, derived from that almost all of us need that. So you don't, I don't think you have a choice to go your own way because really what you're saying is I boycott my sex. It doesn't affect women. Like it's not, it's a, it's a kind of an odd protest, right? It's like, I will never associate with women anymore. That doesn't affect women. Not the women, not the women that you want it to affect anyway, because why are they going their own way? Because they want to somehow punish the top 20% of women for not fucking them by boycotting them, which those women are boycotting those men anyway. I mean, they don't, don't even exist on their radar. The women don't think like, oh man, that, that percentage of men that I wasn't particularly interested in anyway, now is not gonna bother me anymore, doesn't affect them. It only affects you. Like, it means that you get to be lonely. And like, I know there's, you know, there's lots of, lots of channels and lots of ideologies that push these certain ideas. And then, you know, the, you've got the red pill and the pickup artists, red pill pickup artists mostly these days who, who would suggest otherwise, were, like who, who, may, who may agree with the overall thesis, women's society is fucked, add your variation to it. And if you learn game, you can fuck a bunch of the girls along the way as Western civilization descends into the seas. So I, what, the first you know, major point I want to bring here is, especially for the younger guys, how dangerous it is to attach an ideology to your sex drive. Like it's so dangerous. And it's been done throughout history, right? It was primarily with religion. And there's arguments like, well, where, you know, having shame and guilt and fear drummed into or beaten into uh, or threatened into a society keeps them in line and that's the only way humans can stay, operate together. Okay, maybe. I mean, we could, we could argue that. But especially, you know, in your formative sexual years, you're a guy in teenage years, early 20s, and now within the manosphere or the, or the you know, the men's education sphere, it's shifted massively from my, my early days. I'm a dinosaur now. You know, I'm still talking about how to go and meet women on the street and people are like, oh, that's so passe, James. No one does that anymore. That's ideolo- ideologically defunct. It doesn't work. It's, it's, it's something from a bygone era. I'm like, really? Talking to a woman and asking her on a date is now like, <laughs> is Stone Age technology? I don't think so. Like, I, I disagree. I think it will always be the best way for men to meet their partners because the alternatives suck. We've been through that in many different videos, not just me, but many other people. The dating apps fucking suck. They demoralize you. They're stacked against you. That's where the, like, the, you know, this spread of, of sexual market is absolutely spread in these 80-20 ways with incredible unfairness, not built around feminism, built around Tinder's desire to milk lonely men of money. That's what it does. And noting that the algorithm's shifting that when a woman only has the choice of looking at a photo, she's going to choose the super hot guy, right? And men too, right? Like we all do that. Whereas when men and women meet each other, there's a whole lot of other factors at play. Yes, physical attractiveness. Yes, height. Yes, these things come into play. And if you're a much shorter or or less attractive than average guy, it'll be harder for you. And you may not be able to get the 10 because she's, you know, because there's the mythical 10 has infinite options. And so she can choose a guy that is both charming, funny, interesting, rich, and good looking. 
she can choose them because there's not that many of those guys, but those guys are going to be looking for the tens and the tens are going to find each other. Okay, forget about the tens, right? There's only six of them on the planet anyway, and they're already bought and paid for. There are, you know, infinite numbers of attractive women with nice bodies and pretty faces and, and lovely personalities and excellent blowjob skills and want to be devotional and want to make you feel like a god and want to cuddle you and tell you how awesome you are and make you feel like a man, like a real man. And if you don't have contact with them due to your social surroundings, which is how it used to be done for better or worse, depending on if you're in the cool group or the not cool group, or you are in a a blended gender social group, or whether you went, hung out in scenes where there was lots of guys and girls, right? So that was how it used to be done, that the guys that got lots of girls, the guys that had sex with 50 to 100 girls back in the 90s and before, were the ones that went to lots of parties, that played in bands, that worked as a worked as a barista, that uh, you know were social in general, that said yes to invitations, that had female friends that they felt comfortable with and hung out with a lot, so that beautiful or women were not a stress, weren't were not scary. And so when they met the friend of the friend, they were just chill and said, "Hey, let's get a drink," and didn't think about it too much. And then the girls like, "Good." I want to have sex with a man who's got some basics in place. This guy's taking the right actions. I need to get laid. I'll have sex with him. Right? Like that's how it has always been done. And there were guys that had more impressions, more FaceTime with women, went to a bunch more parties, had, you know, older sisters, had female friends and so on. And so became comfortable and learned the skills. And then there were guys that didn't because they were more isolated, had more, more nerdy male centric interests, uh, you know, had a smaller family that didn't have big social groups, didn't go to parties, was shy and introverted, and all these other factors. I've always been interested in and so grateful for the things that I can change and the things that I can personally do. I remember those first bittersweet days of cold approach. It was 2006, I think it's all written about in my book, of like for the first time realizing that, oh, I can just go over and say something. Like, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a true revelation when you go from like, in that fishbowl of like, oh, there's a pretty girl. No, oh, there's a pretty girl. I can't do anything about it except hope and wish and feel frustrated to, fuck, I can just walk. There is no fishbowl. There is no glass. I can just walk over and try something. And of course, like my early days, I got shot down spectacularly, did all sorts of dumbass stuff, embarrassing stuff, had lots of looks and oh no's and whatever. And that has continued throughout my career as a teacher and as a person who takes this very seriously in my own life. It's like, you know, I, I've been walking this walk for, for a long, long time. And it all, and, I, and every time I walk, step out that door to go and meet girls, I will get shot down probably more often than I will be accepted. All right. So that's a big part of the squeeze that we have to come to terms with. And I would say that's the part where most men fall back on this idea. The juice ain't worth a squeeze because the juice doesn't isn't even that good and it is fucking good it is the best juice when you know when you know how to squeeze it right but even if we you know if we're like ah oh, the juice isn't even that good and the squeeze well the squeeze is is it hard it's not hard actually like in terms of what i have to do i don't have to climb a mountain i don't have to do anything physically extremely strenuous i don't have to work through some impossible calculations i don't need to do thousands of hours of of repetitious actions in order to make myself good at this because good is not, it's not like, you know, rocket science good. It's a bit better than whoever else she has in her life right now. It's competent. It's like the girl's like, yeah, he'll do. Like he'll do is fine. Yeah. Or oh, maybe, or I'm not seeing anyone right now. Uh, or why not? 
totally fine. I know a, lot, a bunch of my relationships and certainly many of my liaisons, short-term liaisons, started with the woman's thinking, oh, yeah, or why not, or I'm not busy tonight, or, uh, oh, okay. You know, like not like, wow, this is the guy of my dreams and I will blow him immediately. Just like this man's come over, he's dressed okay, he's presented himself, he's looking him in the eyes like he means it. He's, he's asked me some questions about myself. I mean, I know she's not rationally like breaking down, you know, did he do these eight steps of pickup? But you know, these are the things that are having an impression upon her. Maybe I'm not, maybe he's not exactly my type, but oh, he's got something. He's got, he's got his own manliness here. And I'm, in, and I'm curious enough to, to see where this goes. That's enough to work with, right? Because that's a girl saying, yeah, okay, why not? I'll come on the date. And then girls who go on, why not girls who go on dates often end up, hooking up with the guy. Even if it was only one out of five of those girls that you got on a date that you ended up hooking up with, and then one out of three of those who you ended up having a more regular thing with, we're not talking about decades of study. We're not talking about hundreds of thousands, like thousands of hours of grueling stuff. We're talking about going about fairly simple actions, right? When we break them down, you know, you've seen videos like how do I approach? There's a bunch of different angles and different technicalities, but it's not ballet. You know, it's not complex martial arts, BJJ moves or whatever. It's just like approach from that angle, you know, don't lean in, do, do a bunch of these things. That's, that'll be about right. And then, you know, same goes with the basics of conversation. And, and you only need competent conversation to, to get many women. Like there'll be some women who are, let's say, high level operators, that they're extremely sophisticated with their communication and they've had a lot of experience with sophisticated men. I don't mean high status rich men or whatever. I mean men who are very good communicators, men who've had a lot of experience with women. And often pretty women will get a lot more face time with those guys than we would with a female equivalent, right? Like you think about it, like when you were 18 to 20-ish to something, how many times did a sophisticated hot cougar who was like, whatever, 29 to 35, who was banging hot, come over and start playing her game with you. And maybe it happened once or twice in your life and you're like, oh boy, I don't know what to do. I, I've had a couple of times where an older sexy lady tried that when I was not not very good at this early on and I crumbled because I didn't know how to play the game. I couldn't keep up with it, right? Like I, I just didn't have the banter or the flirting skills. Like it was a bit scary seeing a woman with like strong sexuality. And so I remember fumbling a couple of, when, the, when those things did occasionally happen. But for an attractive woman who's social, let's say she doesn't have anxiety, she's not a, a real introvert or like a very niche nerd who only is into anime or something, uh, you know, she's going out into whatever scene. Doesn't, don't, don't always think of like loud club where you had to line up to get in. That's not the only thing that hot girls go to. It depends on their scene. In New York, it might be an artsy underground hip hop scene. I said hip hop like a guy who doesn't know what hip hop scene. Some some of the youngsters are into that. <laughs> uh, or, you know, like a more spiritual kind of hippie yoga scene. There's plenty of hot girls who they're more into tarot cards or yoga or something and that's their thing, right? So, okay, so whatever the dynamic is, she's interacting with the older or more sophisticated guys within those scenes who are trying to pick her up and so she learns the ropes, right? A girl who's gone out clubbing or gone out partying or whatever for about a year has probably had dozens of men, dozens of men trying to start conversations in various ways. And she's learned ways to communicate with a pushy, sleazy guy, a super nice guy, a guy who's actually got a bit of game and banter, a guy who's all talk, but actually can't back it up. A guy who's acting really arrogant uh, or really aloof, 
but really he's insecure. Now, a guy who's just chill with himself and knows, you know, knows what he wants and goes for it, right? Like she'll have experience with all these different types of guys and she'll start like we do when we're out learning patterns by going and approaching our first hundred plus women, starting to see, oh, this is what happens on average when I, with my present skill level, go and start to engage with girls. This is the amount of squeeze that I need to put in at this period to get a certain amount of juice. And the reason behind this statement is fear, like fear of judgment, fear of ego being hurt, fear of rejection, not being willing to accept the fact that not all women are gonna wanna, and and many women won't wanna choose you. And that's something I've come to terms with, like I'm totally okay with, and and it just makes sense on so many levels. Of course, of course most women don't wanna hook up with me. I'm just me, I'm me. I'm just one, one possible type of man that a woman could meet and for a whole bunch of reasons, some some outside my control, some maybe within my control, so, so many to do with her, I'm not it. Fine. She's like, th- that's totally fine because when I've done this enough, I see that, oh, okay, there is enough women that do see me as it, that this is totally worth it. And remembering necessary because what's your fucking alternative? Your alternative is like some ideologically driven celibacy. Like it's quite bizarre, I would say, for young men in their teens and early 20s to be making a lifelong commitment to boycotting women, to deciding that all women are strange and evil in some variation. Modern women today are totally fucked. What? All women? Three billion of them? They're they're all following, like, this infinite variation on the ways that people organize themselves personally, interpersonally, subcultures, broader cultures, nation states. Like, there is still so much massive variation. And yeah, you may find a card-carrying third-wave feminist who tells you you're culturally appropriating by giving her a high five or something like that, and that person is not for you, for sure. There's some of them out there, as there are extreme extremists on the other side who think all women should be basically chained to the kitchen and that their job is simply to breed. Those are both extremely extreme positions, and the vast majority of humans in every country don't believe those things, don't operate from those things. So if you're taking this little meme or these ideological fragments or ideas and then basing your dating life around it, this is very dangerous for you. It doesn't affect the politics. It doesn't change things for the women. It's not one less woman that's going to show them a lesson and that eventually they're going to, what, I don't know, come around and change their behavior or whatever. The cat's out of the bag. The sexual revolution has happened. People are going to fuck before they get married, right? There's no going back to we get married at 19 and you have to, and any any and sex outside of that is going to be harshly judged and punished. Do you really want to? Do you really want to go back to that? I mean, some people do, I guess, but it's not going to happen, right? Like, we have too many freedoms. We have many freedoms in all these different ways that allow us to choose the dynamic of our relationships. And for a seducer, it's the, it's one of the greatest times in histories because yeah, you're not going to get stoned to death for doing for going out and trying to get laid. You can. You don't have to marry a girl in order to have sex with her. You can date sequentially or at the same time and as long as that's negotiated and you know done in a way i assume or or let's say i would suggest is ethical and honest then you can not only get away with it but thrive within that thanks so much for listening to the natural Natural lifestyles Lifestyles Podcast. podcast check us out on youtube at the natural tv see you on the next episode